right, welcome back, everybody. It's Sarcasm Speaks. Jared, Bob, Jones here. Um, I'm going to get right into it. So right before I hit the record button, we were kind of like futzing a little bit, just shooting shooting the breeze, if you will. And um, we're talking about uh, about Pebble. And I have a question for you, uh, Bob. And it is, would you now consider Pebble or like the Monterey area the greatest place on earth? So Monterey area, no, because um, Monterey itself is like fine for like okay. two nights. Um, I mean, the like, weather, Pebble Be- like Pebble yeah. Beach to be more well, specific. Like Pebble Beach itself. So yeah. the only the only problem with Pebble Beach itself is it's completely unrealistic to live there because like the houses are fucking like $30 million and they're people's like fifth houses. Dude, so, what do you mean? Jim Nance lives there. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's just a regular it's, old guy. I think like the son's owner has a house and then spent 20 million on another house just to knock it down. Good. So like that's the level like so it's 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 not even remotely realistic. Um but fuck I do love that place. So was, the, so there's two this 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 is the thing though. New Orleans <clears throat> has a very special place because it's dirty, <laughs> disgusting, it's nasty, it's awesome. Um, Pebble Beach is obviously a resort. It's golf. Like they're they they are two different things. So in the race of which one is the greatest place on earth, I I don't I don't know, how, like because because they're they're so different from each other, like so different that I don't know how to. <laughs> how to even do it because you can't really quantify it no you can't because i mean as much as like i can't go to pebble beach every day it's too expensive it's the same thing like i can't go to new orleans every day i can't fucking act like that it's insane yeah uh, yeah you couldn't live in either place no you couldn't i couldn't live either place i couldn't visit either place like multiple times a year like it's not possible yeah um fuck I don't know which one's better. They're just, they're so different. Cause it, and it, and that's the thing is like, it's all situational because like, would I rather, yeah. Cause like I wouldn't go to new Orleans to golf, but I wouldn't go to Pebble beach to get fucking fucked up. Like right. I can do both in both. Right. But I wouldn't. So I don't know. It's almost like, you know, when the Patriots go to New Orleans, I think it's 20, 2025. I think you said it was 2025. 2025. Like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much like a no-brainer. Right. Like, everything in my power to make, like, if I can do it, it's like, no doubt about it, do it. And I'm going to try to do everything I can to also go to Pebble Beach in 2025. 2025. <laughs> so, I don't know. I might be on, like, a fucking... I might start being on a schedule of like trying to go back to these places. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're but like they're so fucking different from each other that I don't I don't know if I can have a singular favorite place on earth anymore. That for an on the spot question that I was trying to get you to say that Pebble Beach was better than New Orleans. That was like very well thought out and very well like put together <laughs> and unrehearsed. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, it, it was <laughs> that's like a on, very reasonable answer. <laughs> but it, that's because it's easy on my end, and for a guy that's strongly opinionated and lives in extremes, <laughs> you can't, the, dude. It's not like if you were like, um, like when we went to Savannah in 2020. I thought Savannah was fun. Yeah, I thought it was good. I'm more than willing to go back. Um, like, no problems with Savannah whatsoever. It's not even fucking close to New Orleans, in my right. book. It's not even nearly as fucking fun. Right. Um, but it has to be what you're looking for too. So it's like, again, when I want to be a fucking piece of shit, I know where I I know where I belong. But like, if I'm looking to do like, you know, Michaela and I, like, because I don't even think Pebble Beach would be the best guys trip either. I think it's a little too expensive, a little too nice. Don't get me wrong. We could fucking pull it off. But like, yeah, yeah. it's across the country. It's expensive. It's exclusive. Like um, when you compare it to a Pinehurst. Well, there's four courses. Pinehurst has like nine, and then you drive like 20 minutes south, and there's fucking six more, and yeah. they're all fucking nails. Um, yeah, isn't there Pinehurst number one through 12 or something? I think it's one through nine. The cradle is the par three. Okay. And then I believe I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I've never been there, but I believe still within um, a half an hour, I think it's a half an hour, you have. The pines, mid pines, southern pines, yeah, pine needles, yeah, tobacco road. Talamore is in that area too. Okay, I think cool. Like I don't even know Talamore that well. Like, th- like that's what I'm talking about. Is like, yeah, it, there's just shit everywhere. And then if you want to go, and you want to do something on the cheap, you go to Myrtle because there's a million golf courses, all of varying quality and cost. Like right. everywhere from like probably, you know, a fifty dollar round to like a fucking approaching three hundred bucks. Yeah, Myrtle uh, is probably like a lot similar to Florida when it comes to golf. You trip and fall and you find a golf course, pretty much. And it's and, like like you just <clears throat> said, you determine the quality and the price. Exactly. Um, but like Pebble Pebble is like pretty good for Michaela and I to go because there's enough for her to do. There's enough for us to do together. Um. You know, you can go all the way there, play Spyglass once, Pebble once, feel like that's good enough. Like, I didn't, like, obviously, I mean, dude, I'm a nutcase. I would play fucking, I would have played, like, if you just teleported me out there with a fucking, uh, like, a briefcase, like, it, like d- the Dumb and Dumber briefcase where I can yeah. just give out IOUs. Yeah. <laughs> um, or I just put IOUs all back in. Like, and no one else is with me. Yes, I'm playing Pebble like in a in a four day span. I'm probably playing it fucking four times. <laughs> like yeah, once a day, and I'll play Spyglass twice, Spanish Bay once, and I'll just go over to Del Monte for fucking shits. Like right, right. Like that's how I. I mean, again, if I'm by myself with unlimited money, right. But that right there, it's three forty. That's like six thousand dollars in golf. Yeah, that's insane. Which is funny you say that because I just, I don't know if you got to it yet, but I just started. I'm like 15 minutes into the latest, um, um, fuck, John Sherman's podcast. I forget what it's called. Uh, the Sweet Spot. And uh, he was talking about he went to Scotland. He went to Scotland. He said he was there for six days and he played 10 rounds. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I know. So uh, I know a kid 
Did I talk about the kid who went to Bandon on the podcast, or did I just tell you about it? Or did I not even mention this? I know about the the kid you went that you said went to Bandon. He got a call last minute or something. Yeah. So they yeah. flew to see. So they flew to Seattle. Played twice at Chambers Bay. Oh wow! Drove somewhere else. Their shit kicked in. No, he played well there. Well, I mean, um, again, from appropriate tees, you're fine. But yeah, he's also a plus one handicap. Oh well, yeah, that and helps. <laughs> he's a plus. He's a plus one handicap that shoots, not maybe not plus one scores, but like varying levels of scores in competitive rounds too. Yeah. Um. So they played Chambers Bay twice. They drove somewhere else in Washington. Played there. Drove somewhere else in Oregon. I think Gerhard. Gerhard's supposed to be a pretty cool spot. Played there a couple times. Played somewhere else. He played 13 rounds in nine days. Wow. Pretty good. Like, and he goes, he goes, dude, I walk and I carry. He goes, and I was fucking getting tired because that was, (laughs) so they did all that shit before they even got to Bandon. Cause then by the time they get to Bandon, Bandon's got five courses. I don't know if they doubled up or what. Right. Um, Yeah. 13 rounds of golf in like a week and a half. That's insane. Which is even crazier. Cause I'm going to, I'm just going to completely switch now. Did you hear, or did you know that, uh, Joel Damon's caddy, Gino Benelli holds a world record. Really? He holds, he holds multiple world records. Most holes played in a week. What do you think the world record is for just the seven day week or for a seven day week? Most Um, golf holes played. Do I get a calculator to try and figure stuff out? You can do whatever you want. 252. Holes? Yeah. Okay. See, 325. Okay. 2,000 holes of golf. What the fuck? (laughs) 2,000. How? So, he... That's 285 holes a day. It's 111 rounds. Yeah, he's like some days he'd play 15 rounds and some days he'd play 18 rounds. Um, Jesus. So how it worked was it. So he lives in like Idaho or like northern Idaho. So we're not talking like full T-sheets, can't get out, whatever. Now, the course was not shut down for him. It is also his childhood course. So, or like his home course. So like he knows the fucking place well. So he wasn't taking yardages. He wasn't using a laser. Yeah. He would get to a point, pull a club, hit it. Um, he wrote it all. Um, cumulative, 2,000 holes, shot 20 under. <laughs> his best round... I think was a 64. And I think his worst round was an 87 and he may have done it back to back. <laughs> he may have gone 87, 64 back to back. Wow. Um, but yeah, man. So it's like in, in the, the thing that helped him out was the, pl- I mean, it's such a small town or a small place that it's very community like centered. Mm-hmm. So it's like, people knew this was happening. So it's like, if you're about to tee off and you see him on 18, Gino, why don't you go around us? Hey, thanks, man. Bomb, go, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he even said there was a couple, he rounded 18, they were just off the tee on one, like barely off it. 
goes, oh, you mind if I play through? Peg, bang. Like, before the guy even said, like, really said anything. Yeah. He goes, I caught the couple on one, four, um, 12, and 16. <laughs> so he played four rounds of golf in there, one. Holy shit. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, so he also holds the records of most amount of birdies. There's another thing. Shit. Most total birdies for the week, which I don't even know how many it was. And they're saying the week is like a full calendar of seven days. Seven days in the 2000 rounds. He, so whatever that time frame was, he has the most amount of birdies and I forget the I forget the other one. Um if you're oh my god, where did I hear this? Wait, what the fuck podcast did I listen to this on? Holy shit. It was after he played at Oak Hill. Who the fuck interviewed him? Foreplay? No. No laying up. No laying up. Uh if you want to hear the whole story, no laying up did an interview with Joel Dame and Gino Benelli, and he was talking about the world record. And I guess when he was explaining this story, I think they were at a tournament in Solly, uh, who is uh, in No Laying Up. I guess he had either looked up or you'd asked his wife, fuck, was it Solly? I can't even remember. I think it's No Laying Up and I think it was Solly. And he comes back. He like went to the bathroom, looked up. Some Australian dude eventually broke the record, whatever. And he's like, oh, he's like, kind of sucks. It got broken though, right? Didn't know. <laughs> so he like just he broke it to him right then and there. And I guess the Australian dude had reached out to him about like, you know, how'd you do it? Da, 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 whatever. And I think he helped him out maybe a little bit, maybe not. I don't know. It's like you're trying to break my record. Fuck off. I don't really right. remember how that went. Right. But the dude played two thousand and one holes. It's like fuck you. I guess he's like a world record chaser. Yeah, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. So. World record uh, douchebag. Yeah. Uh, but needless to say, I don't think I could play that much. Yeah. In a week. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's a fair, fair assessment. That's, that, that would be too much golf for me. Yeah. Cause to put it, cause I, I play a lot, like by most accounts. <clears throat> now I know people who play more than I do, but I do play a lot. I play about 1200 holes a year. He did 2000 in a week. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Absolutely fucking nuts. I forget how many I um I played last year. I can find out, but that's a lot, dude. Like I think my limit would probably be 36 in a day. I've done 36 in a day before 230. I could have played 54 that day. Well, Uh, then I also I I think it also depends too on the course and if I'm walking or riding, right? Yeah, like, I mean it would it would all have so it's all riding. That was riding. Yeah. Um I think I did 27 where I walked 18 in road nine. Um but yeah, I think 54 would probably be my number. I played 693 holes last year just shy of 700 holes which is also not like a small amount no it's not i i had um 77 rounds i count rounds as like a nine 
So if I go out, oh, and play okay, it, yeah. So the, if the, I go out and play eighteen, I just count that as two rounds. Okay, so yeah, so I because I, I actually I play nine significantly more often than I play eighteen. That's why I put like the whole count in my thing. Yeah. Uh, so confirmed, it was no laying up on May twenty fourth. Uh, Joel Damon and Gino Benelli. Nice. If you're interested, it's a fucking crazy ass story. So <laughs> it's probably worth the hour, hour and a half, whatever the podcast is. Yeah. Yeah. So I got out fifty two times. So like I physically like went to a golf course to play golf fifty two times last year, which amounted to seventy seven rounds because obviously sometimes I played eighteen. Yeah. But yeah, 700 holes is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's not 2,000. For most people, that's a lot. He did 2,000 in a week. Yeah. That's wild. It's 18 rounds. What's 18 times 18? Do you know? It's a uh, 356 or so. 324. That was his most in a day. Wow. That's sick. Yeah. Like, he must not like be eat. Like, he must be eating trash or something. Like, eating on the fly. Yeah. Like people like that's the thing. But again, so like because everyone knew what he was doing, like some people would like bring food, leave food, like make a sandwich, shit at the turn. Like, but I also think too, it's like he was so focused on playing. Like I think he mentioned like not really eating a lot. And then it's like at the same time too, it's like you're not going to eat like wings or something. It's like too sticky, too messy. Yeah. <clears throat> so your food it options. If you're eating like wings or all that crap, yeah, but that was crazy. Wow, and he's uh, like a legit 0. 0.0. Yeah, <laughs> um, all right. Well, in the week and a half to two weeks that we've had off in between, um, we had some really big golf news, uh, that the golf Twitter and golf world has, they're still kind of going crazy over more. So today there were some rumors that dropped today that I'll get to, but, God. um, didn't even see today the live tour and the PGA tour and the DP world tour. Let's everyone always forgets about the DP world tour. Um, but all three of those essentially were purchased by the people's independence fund, uh, which is the, effectively Saudi Arabian government. Um, so you now need to call it blood money. Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so all three tours, right. Arguably the three biggest golf tours in the world, um, are now owned by the same corporation. So everyone has been going nuts. If anyone knows anything about the, the, the live in the PGA stuff, it's, Everyone that's been team PGA has been like, oh, it's blood money. We've done, we've talked about it multiple times in this on this show. Um, people are like, oh, how could they? We did the whole thing where we looked up all of the US companies where the Saudi Arabian government invests their money. And it was like Hilton Hotels, Uber, um, fucking, I forget what other one. Those are the two big ones that stand out. There's like a million of them. So yeah. it's like if you're gonna sit there and be like, oh. How can you support live? Live is bad. I'm a team PGA. It's like, okay. And we, like I said, we've said it before. It's like, hope you don't use Uber. Uh, I hope you don't stay at Hilton hotels, right? Or any Hilton owned hotel or use whatever other products that they invest their money in. Right. Cause you wouldn't want to be a hypocrite. God forbid. Uh, but now 
there's nowhere to hide. They can't hide behind the PGA tour anymore because now the PGA tour is owned by the bad people. So like everyone is just fucking losing their mind and it's hilarious. My favorite part of it was when the, the PG team PGA was um, trying to spin it saying that the PIF came to them to merge. So it was okay. Well, this is the, so this is like, you know, everything is fucking spin city here because we, we, we don't know what's happening here. All we know there's going to be a merger right now. We don't even dude. So listen, I'm no fucking lawyer legally. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't. And again, I'm no lawyer. So there's probably ways to figure it out because a lawyer is the one who brokered the deal. But like, I just don't understand how a for how a nonprofit company works underneath a for-profit corporation. Like that just doesn't make, first of all, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And then, so like, we don't know what this merger actually is, means, or is going to look like. So no one knows anything, but again, everyone knows everything. So yeah, then people like, well, the (laughs) the PIF went to the PGA tour and it's like, well, that no, the PGA Tour went to the PIF. They did. They they overextended themselves, and the PIF go. Well, I, the Live knew, knew it was a loser, so they had to find a way. To, it's like stop, just fucking yeah. stop. The reasons are not even important because it's happening. Right. But then the other things where it's like, you know, Jimmy Dunn came out and was like, "Oh well, Jay's going to be the uh, still the commissioner, and he's going to be able to make the decision on what happens to the Live guys." And he can disband live at the end of the year if he wants to. And it's like, that seems illegal too. Like, yeah, he has an interest. Like, he's like, oh, well, they're not going to be allowed back on the PGA tour. And you're going to disband their league. Like, you can't do that. Right. Like you, like if you don't, like if you're not going to allow them back, like that, that's a fucking monopoly. That is, I was just, that you just took the words right out of my mouth. That is literally like a, a, a monopoly that is the whole antitrust thing which i saw someone on twitter say it was super interesting that the as a result of the antitrust legal battle there was actually a monopoly that was created <laughs> so the live the live tour was suing the pga tour for antitrust violations or whatever saying that the pga tour had a monopoly on golf and then as a result a monopoly they, was created. A monopoly was created because now the live and the PGA and the DP are all the same. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's just like it's it's a really stupid time because we don't know what's happening. Nothing's been announced. Nothing's been decided. We have no idea what the schedule is for next year. Right. We don't know if Live's going to exist beyond this year. I assume it would. Um. And then it's like, oh well, fines are going to be levied. And then it's like, oh, the pl- all of a sudden, oh, the player, the players that stayed are going to have an opportunity for an ownership stake. And it's like, I think you're just saying things to like say things, yeah. Because let's use our man Rico for a second. So Rico decides to stay. He gets an ownership at stake in the PGA Tour, and he loses his card in 2025. Now what? Does he still have his ownership stake? How do you get an ownership stake? How do you lose an ownership stake? How many right. ownership stakes are there? Yeah. And I think the ownership stake was in the for-profit company. 
So the, yeah, so was how, in the parent company. So how the fuck does that work? I don't know. And like, when if does you lose it your PGA tour card and you're a profit like stakeholder, does that mean you can then go play for DP or live? Or do you have to sell your ownership stake? Like because you're an owner, right? You own you technically own. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. It's and if you like, situation. and if you start picking these guys, so it's like Rory, Rom, Morikawa, Spieth, Thomas, all those guys are like, okay, so I fucking Rory's over 30. The rest of those guys are under 30. Yeah. If they live to a hundred, that's 70 years of an ownership stake. Now, obviously they can sell, but if they choose to keep it, like how the, like how the fuck does that work? Right. On a tour where you're not guaranteed shit, how the fuck is that going to work? Yeah. I don't, so, know. I don't know. But yeah, it was definitely like the hypocrisy Olympics. Oh, it was incredible. And like the, pe- the, the people that made me the most mad about it too, they were the ones I like, I actually got the best laughs out of like Kyle Porter and Brandel. They oh, were yeah. like, they were like so shook. Like they don't even know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are such fucking losers. Yeah. Brandel's only retort was, well, the DOJ might step in and break it up. Nothing's a done deal yet. Yeah, like, Kyle Porter was okay. like, I don't, I don't even know how to unwrap. Like days like these, I rec, I, I don't even know like what to write or how to write. Or I'm sitting here, like I'm like, dude, you're having Throw a mental up. breakdown because they merged. Yeah, Throw like, up. like, like your, your, your entire identity is now shook because these people merge, and now you don't feel as though you can write, and you don't feel as though you're worth, yeah, your position in this world. Like that's effectively what he said. Because I just feel like everyone around me is already like writing better. Or everyone's better than me. I'm like, dude, your confidence is so shook. You wrote a fucking book <laughs> on on your own grounds, like because he started like the normal sport thing, like you know, watching a group of fans move the rock for Tiger. Normal sport, like that's a good idea. Wrote a book about it, and now he's yeah. sitting here like oh, I, I just like lack the confidence, and sometimes it's hard. Like you know, PVV and I forget who. They've already wrote such great pieces. Like, how do you even add to this conversation? It's like, dude, relax. Take a vacation. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Just maybe keep your, maybe cut your belts in half. Like, <laughs> take your shoelaces out of your shoes. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fine. You actually, specifically, I fucking hate the guy. You have a good thing. The normal sport thing, that's a good thing because you can right. take anything weird that happens and you can showcase it and it's never going to end. So you can have a volume two, right? Like it's going to be okay. I assure you. Yeah. Person I've never met and do not like. <laughs> yeah. So, so- I don't know. that was, I was just glad though, because it happened before I even played around. So I'm like glad I didn't have to talk about it with strangers. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like no one had an opinion or anything. Like, thank God. Yeah. Um, so the rumor that came down today was that John Rahm might be going to live. So apparently he came out and made a statement um that everyone is saying is is cryptic. Um, I don't know if I can find it fast enough on Twitter. Um but 
Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, I think this might be it. It gets to a point where you want to have faith in management. I want to have faith that this is the best case for us, but that's clearly not the consensus. Uh, it's not easy as a player to wake up and see this bombshell at the end of the day. I'm not a business expert. No, that's not it. That's not the one I was looking for. To an extent, they value player opinion, but we're certainly at a spot in time where that's a big question. We don't have the answers we'd like. No, it was something about like his future. <laughs> oh, He's, He basically said like, um, you know, whatever happens is going to happen and I'm going to do what's best for me type of deal. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And people are losing their shit. Oh, this is, this is it. No matter what happens, thanks to the PGA tour, they gave me an opportunity to play golf. I'm in a very high state of privilege in this world. I can only be thankful. If things change, things change. And I'll have to adapt and make some decisions. <laughs> Dude, they were talking about giving him. Before the Masters win, his price was like 400. Yeah. I mean, they offered Tiger 800. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, th no one's Tiger. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could a, probably. If a video get... surfaced of Tiger taking a shit right now, <laughs> it would probably be the most popular video to ever fucking hit anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you're watching a grown man taking a shit. Which if if videoed properly, you can't see anything. Actually, he's just sitting there. Right. Right. You're just assuming he's taking a shit because he's sitting on a toilet with his pants down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the most popular video ever would be of nothing. It would be <laughs> like like literally nothing. Yeah. But it's Tiger. Yeah. So they <laughs> there were rumors that they were gonna offer five hundred million. So, yeah, well, I was going to say the price goes up after that Masters win. Yeah. And I don't think we ever got a number on Cam Smith. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. Because the rumors were Phil got 200, but no prize money. Um, DJ was 125 and prize money. I want to say Kepka was like in the 50 to 100. I feel like there's another big name I'm missing. Maybe it was Cam Smith. Maybe Cam Smith got 150. But, I mean, dude, so, like, I'm going through nuclear golf. Bruce is back, dude. Like, oh, yeah. Giving this guy, like, the fucking mic, like, this is, this is great. Because <laughs> they asked, like, on the deal, he goes, haven't paid much attention, been preparing for this week, says he was sitting at the bar at Grove 23, Michael Jordan's golf course, eating breakfast when the news dropped. Um, asked if he could rejoin the PJ tour. He goes, I'm just worried about the U S open. If I could get the number six, that would be nice. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I've, it's like, like, yeah, if I could win my sixth major, that would be pretty cool. Yep. Um, yeah, I've missed the waste management, missed playing, um, this stuff you like. Brooks on having five majors. Don't get me wrong. It's better than four double digits <laughs> is where I'm trying to get to. Don't think it's out of the question. Only 33. And I guess he ended his interview saying, thanks. See you guys at travelers next week. <laughs> <laughs> which there's no way he's playing but like what yeah. a fucking troll job yeah yeah that's awesome oh and then give an example of chaos he cites his win at shinnecock he goes everyone was bitching and complaining focus on the golf course he goes if you give yourself an uphill putt it's not that bad <laughs> <laughs> so 
I love a good uh, a, a good Bruce quote. Oh yeah, well we haven't got him. Yeah, we well, also played like shit for a while, so he can't right. run his mouth if he's going to play like shit. Right, right. So I mean, yeah, that's that's most of uh, most of the golf news. So, um, let's see what else we got going on here. Jones, you got anything anything big going on? No, not really. I have a mental health first aid instructor course I'm going to start teaching uh, next week. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Yeah. Mental I'm health not... first aid. Yeah. <clears throat> it's funny Fantastic. because like normally first aid is like an open wound. Scrapes, cuts. Animals. You know. Generally, you're acting right away. Yeah, like with something to provide, like uh, whatever. I didn't know. A so I didn't know you could do first aid on soft skills. Apparently, you can, and they chose me to do it, which is gross uh, miscalculation by them. That's a. I would say that sounds like a leadership issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How that's, does that's, that? Uh, that's coming from the top down. How does yeah. that work? Like, how? What is mental health first aid? Um, I don't know. It's about like uh. So with my job, like if I like manage medical like volunteers, like old retired nurses and crap. So if like there's a tornado in, in my county, I'll like we'll deploy and like set up shelters and stuff. And like somebody if somebody saw something horrific, they need to have like somebody to talk to, like that person would be me, I guess. So I'm going through training to do that, which so they have hotlines for that. Sure do. <laughs> That's actually like ninety percent of the the course that I've like seen so far in the books is like if people are saying they're going to kill themselves, make them call this line. Oh wow! So I'm actually just a middleman. Yeah, so, so you're I'm the middle not... guy. Yeah, I'm not actually <laughs> going to help you, but I'm going to tell you where, who can help you. Right. What would you say you do here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So you take the specs and hand them to the engineers. Well, no. Oh, but you're you're speaking with the customers, right? Well. No, my, my assistant does that. But you physically are doing the... No. What would you say you do here? You're a goddamn people person. <laughs> you handle the goddamn customers. Speaking of that, um, I got a very rare code brown coming in. I'm going to have to uh, step away for like a minute, but you can continue. Good. We'll talk shit about you while you're gone. Jones, did you notice that there's a big box it, uh, behind him and yeah. it says like the full crib toddler bed or something? Yeah. And obviously, I mean, you know, it's for a child. That's generally what cribs and beds and toddler, whatever the fuck. But like, imagine if that box was like golf clubs or something, because that's kind of what I was thinking. It might be. It's definitely not because he can't have, well, for, I mean, he got some new shit, but like, he definitely can't have shit like that anymore. Like he actually oh, though, credit to himself, he got it in beforehand. So got the new shit before like new shit's like a fucking thing of the past. I was thinking that though, the full crib toddler bed looks fancy. I mean, it's, only in, the it's only in the box, but I think it's fairly fancy. Do we have a, it might be clubs. It's not clubs. I can read it. <laughs> oh, I can't read it. I'm telling you, it says, it literally says the full crib toddler bed. 
Oh, okay. I believe anyway. Anywho. Um, so, here's a test question for you. Sure. So, you go to a steakhouse. Here are your options. Filet, eight ounce filet. Yeah. Uh, whatever size strip, obviously it's more than whatever. Um, filet strip. And then you start to get into like the massive stuff, like the massive tomahawks or like the cowboys, whatever. Yeah. And you do in fact have to pay for these things. And then there's a section below that shit. 10 ounce, 12 ounce, 14 ounce prime rib. What are you getting? I think you kind of got to go prime rib, right? I went prime rib because this actually happened. So at uh, one of the places at Pebble, um, it's a it. I think it's a steakhouse. I think it's considered a steakhouse. If it's not a steakhouse, it's considered steakhouse like, um, because those are all the options. So it's like as much as I would like a tomahawk, it probably would have cost like one hundred and fifty bucks. Like and you're not, you're not going to finish it either. No, it's stupid. It's crazy. Actually, there was one place. I think it was like a hundred. Might have been 150, maybe 180. And it was like a tomahawk in two sides. Obviously, you know, for the table. Right. I was like, I I almost tried to convince Michaela to do that, but I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. But not that she like wouldn't have eaten. I think it's like I think it would have still would have been too much food for the two of us. Cause then I would have felt inclined to finish it all. Right. Thus feeling like an absolute bag of shit. Were you <laughs> drinking during this time? Because you probably would have felt extremely awkward. Yes, I was pretty much drinking the whole time. Yes. Um, no. So at the but anyway, at the steakhouse, like the tomahawk, as much as I would like it, it's like way too much food. It's way too fucking big. Um, fillets are fucking still. I still think fillets are overrated. I don't know. Like people still like them, and pe- I, I think I think it's like beef propaganda that fillets are still as highly regarded as they are. I think they're vastly overrated. Like, have you ever had a ribeye and gone, you know what? This ribeye is just, it's too tough. Like, I've never, I've never had that happen. And it's like, you still need a steak knife to cut a filet. So I don't understand why filets get like so much love just for being tender. They're not, it's not the right answer. The filet is not the right answer. No, it's not. Now, if you're, Choices are filet or no steak, then it's filet. Like most weddings, I get the filet because it's filet or I'm eating chicken. It's like fucking cook it well done. And it's still better than the fucking chicken. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, despite like given options of filet, probably I think it was probably a strip, probably the big tomahawk. Again, the tomahawk's just unreasonable as much as I would have liked to eat it. I went for the prime rib. That was my call. So Mel, the... The, the the question was you go to you're in like a steakhouse type mm-hmm. of place. Options are filet, strip, tomahawk, or you can get like a 10, 12, or 14 ounce prime rib. What do you go with? Oh, prime rib. And that's what I went with too. And it's yeah. like at like part of me, well, again, I was also like looking at the menu first and I'm like, I don't know, should I get a steak? I'm like, but the prime rib sounds so good, but I'm like. Why, but the prime, I mean, I don't know. It's in a different section. It seems like whatever. And the guy did come over and was like, wow, oh, we're kind of known for our prime rib. I'm like, well, that's kind of like, I'm like, 
I was kind of leaning that way anyway. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, it was fucking delicious. <laughs> but was this at a steakhouse I, in California? It was at, it was on site. Yeah. I can't think of a time I've ever had a bad prime rib. I've had yeah. bad steaks, but I can't remember the last time I had a bad prime rib. Yeah, unfortunately, my mo- when I grew up, my mother used to uh, – she doesn't eat anything pink. So she would like – she would cook them pretty hard. So I would just take the middle and it was fine. But even then, it's like – it's not like it was bad. It didn't suck. Yeah. I remember when I was growing up, my mother used to do like a sir, like a big-ass fucking sirloin steak. And she put like a bottle of wine on it, put a bottle of wine on it, and just broil it. And it would just be like well done and just fucking shit. <laughs> I did not get my culinary expertise from my mother. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. It was like the one thing with like steak was my mother did not like anything pink. So I'm like, yeah, this is this is a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd be on board with you that I would I would want the cowboy so fucking bad. But um I would Yeah, the 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 thing is it's like it's way too much. It's way it's it's too much food, it's too expensive. Like you're gonna Yeah, what is it like, like a 64 ounce fucking cowboy? Tomahawk? Probably wasn't that it probably wasn't that big, but like yeah, I mean it's like probably every bit of 18 plus ounces, it's like that's just too like it's too much yeah. beef. Yeah. To eat out in public while also drinking and like yeah, I think we got an appetizer. Just it's too it's much. A lot of beef. Yeah, yeah. I think prime rib is the way to go when given the option. That's good because I didn't want to like think my decision was the wrong one, but I knew it wasn't the fillet. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the easy one. No, I'm I'm with Jones on that one. I think the fillet is vastly over. It's an overrated cut of beef. It's I think it's like esto facto overrated. Yeah. Here's a question for you for prime rib. Do you put horseradish? Like, do you have like horseradish on the side with yours? Because my father has had that like ever. And, like, I swear by it. So, I I when I make it, I don't because I don't know how to make a horseradish anything. It's just straight like the horseradish out of like the the glass guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, so just like straight horseradish because there was like a horseradish like cream thing that um they served mine with and that was quite good i'm sure horse crash is great yeah there's a there's a place in north attleboro called the town the town tap and tavern i think um and i got the prime rib there and i think they make it with horseradish mashed potatoes which is really hard to say horseradish mashed potatoes (laughs) um but yeah that was really fucking good shout out to them credit to them that's a good idea yeah because that's the thing is like sometimes horseradish can be a little uh little aggressive yeah yeah so you mix it in the mashed potatoes i could fuck with that i definitely could fuck with that yeah yeah, yeah the ho- absolutely the, fantastic. Yeah, like the horse horseradish cream or whatever the fuck it was, um, was quite good. It also helps break it up a little bit too, because mm-hmm. a big piece of prime rib can get a little monotonous. Yeah, but little au jus, little horseradish, 
not a problem. Didn't stand a chance. um all right i have a i have a question to pose that jones actually put in the chat uh our twitter thing um so there the there was a tweet again it's uh that was shared with us via jones thanks jones Uh, and i'm just gonna read it really quick so crazy debate brought up amongst longtime friends at a wedding this weekend that carried over into the group chat today. If you totaled up all of the money you've spent on alcohol and alcohol-related stuff in your life, how much are we talking? And the options are four figures, five figures, or six figures. I think I'm probably very close to six figures which is a lot of fucking money i don't think i'm that close i'm definitely in the fives though so yeah for sure for sure in the fives right it's it's in the five figures because so i and i i said this in the chat where they get you because immediately everyone's like oh my god you're a fucking drunk lush no actually i don't really drink that much anymore um but where you have to read the fucking question, right? Like like in high school when you're taking a test, read the fucking question. You've spent on how much money you've spent on alcohol and alcohol-related stuff. So the caveat there being alcohol-related stuff, that's a wide fucking net that you cast, right? So like any concert that you've ever gone to, like those concert tickets could now be in play, right? Like because it's it's alcohol related stuff right you're going to a concert you're going to drink you're going to have a good time right so like include the price of the concert tickets anytime you go to a sports game include the price of the the sports game tickets let alone that you know if you're in boston (laughs) like a beer is 12 bucks at the garden or at gillette so it's like that caveat of alcohol related stuff if it's if it was just plain alcohol I don't know. It would be like barely five figures, probably. Like I don't. I don't know. I've been, I've been spending money on alcohol for probably twelve. No, more than that. I mean, I would count since I was sixteen. But like, how much money do you really spend on booze between sixteen and nineteen? Like, not that much. Um, just like a nominal amount. So if you really want to count, I've been spending money on alcohol probably since I was nineteen. Like actual money. Um, so that's what, 13 years, 12 years. So 12 years of, uh, divided by, you know, what is 10,000 that would put you in the five figures. That's like 830 bucks a year, which I mean, that's probably what I was spending in college. (laughs) Like more that's on the low end, right? So, and then, like I said, you have to, you now have to include, right? So that was my, that was my tangent was just strictly alcohol, right? Probably somewhere in the low five figures. But when you include the alcohol related stuff, it's gotta, it's gotta get up there. I was thinking too, when I sent that, like, I was just thinking about the posters too. And like, we would spend money on like bitters and all this other like nonsense, like that, that shit ain't cheap either. Well, the thing that does it for me is, so when, now this is two of us, these numbers. In Austin, you and I probably spent 600 bucks combined. 
yeah. on bourbon. Yeah. That's like five fucking drinks. Or I guess it would be 10, five a piece, something like that. Yeah. Maybe. <clears throat> um, In Savannah, we probably spent another 500. Again, the two of us. So that's like 1,100. The two of us, that's just in two trips, and that's just on bourbon. Right. So that's why I know it's not in the four figures. Right. But to think that I've spent more than $99,000, I just don't think I've earned that much. Yeah, you know what? That's a fair point. Because like, well, you, 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 you got to think about how much money you've earned. <laughs> you know what? This time. I think that's a psychology thing. When you put a specific number to it, I immediately was like, oh, no, I definitely haven't spent over $99,000. But when you just say six figures, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably close to six figures. Right. So like that's it's like a weird again, it's a weird psychology thing when you write it out four four figures, five figures, six figures like, yeah, probably close to six. But when you just said ninety nine thousand dollars, like I probably haven't spent ninety nine thousand dollars. <laughs> no, that's like way too much. Yeah. But like easily in the five figures. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. I mean, unless you really want to get into it and then go like, OK, well, you know, because then did, we did five bachelor parties last year. Do all of my expenses for all five bachelor parties count? Because it's like it's alcohol related stuff. They're right? alcohol related where, like, stuff, but like they're not. Where like, is the net? They're, end? They're, but the thing is, like, they're bachelor parties. So it's like yeah. I know like drinking is the name of the game, but you know, I didn't fly to Austin just to drink. I flew to Austin for a bachelor party. It just revolved around drinking. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like yeah, um like, like, like every people... dinner like every time you go to dinner right yeah but and I, you drink yeah. and you get a beer or you get a glass of wine or you get a bourbon like any dinner that you've ever had in your entire life that now counts because it's alcohol related stuff i think what it what comes down to is like you need a little bit more clarity or you need some definition on alcohol related stuff because if you cast the net as wide as it can fucking go on just alcohol related stuff. Like I said, that's your sports game ticket. Yeah, what's your four dinner. years of college tuition? <laughs> yeah, there you, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that was an alcohol related thing. Yeah, four years of college tuition. Yeah, that'll get you. That was uh whatever, whatever it was, thirty, thirty thousand dollar experiment on alcohol that I'm still paying for right now. Yeah, I read. Mean... Again, where does it like because that's my only thing is like, where does it end? Because it's like when we go to a game, well, is that an alcohol related expense or is that a football related expense? Right. Because obviously drinking's involved, but right. know, we are we are going to the game. And the game occurs whether we drink or not. <laughs> wow, this one under uh, no context. Another yeah. no contact. Instructions need- unclear. Dick stuck in ceiling fan. <laughs> yeah, need more information, please. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I you could go really off the rails with it if you. It could be crazy, like yeah, yeah. I mean, every bit of it. Like every time we went to Twin River, was that a drinking activity? Well, I didn't drink every time because sometimes I drove, but. Yeah, that's true too. All the money we spent gambling while drinking, right? 
Yeah. Oh, in that case, it's definitely six figures. <laughs> well, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think now. So if you take even even just from like so, because pre 21, none of it was legal. So you were literally just buying alcohol, and it was always buying it as cheap as possible. So right. You know, it's probably still four figures at that point. I would assume. Uh, five years, four figures, eight hundred bucks a year. 800 bucks no. a year on alcohol between 16 no, and 21 that, seems not, like a lot. No, it's 200 bucks a year to get just to get to four figures. I don't know why the yeah. fuck I thought four figures started at 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what the fuck? <laughs> no, so it's definitely in the four figures pre 21. Yeah. Yeah. And then at 21, it opens up a whole can of worms. It's like Every meal that you order a drink, is that a drinking activity or every football game? Do you include parking with that? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. How deep are we going? Like we stopped and got scratch tickets on the way. Should I put those on there? Can I count my mileage too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the clothes I wore to the game? Like, like, can I expense those? But do I get to count it as 56 cents a mile in 2023 years? Or do I have to go by whatever it was in that year <laughs> for my mileage? Yeah, because they've. I still don't know though. Ninety nine thousand dollars is still a lot of money. Yeah, we also drink cheap fucking shit though. Yeah, we did. But if you so ninety nine thousand dollars divided by twelve years, (laughs) that's an average. Of over eight thousand dollars. No, I a haven't year. spent. I, I haven't for spent sure am nowhere near. That. Nowhere close. Yeah, Unle- not un- even unless, close. unless you want me to count fucking everything. Where yeah, like all my like all my trips, all my flights, all my hotels. Right. All of that. I might be close. Then it might start adding up. Yeah, I'm probably still not eight thousand a year for twelve years. No, I'm not because I would only be eight thousand a year, like for the last few years. Like, yeah, like maybe no, because even then, like eight thousand dollars is a shitload of money. Like, I remember the f- so the first time I went to New Orleans, twenty seventeen. So that's the first. That was like the first like time I got on a plane. So outside of that, it was like three hundred bucks to stay somewhere, splitting it with fucking whoever. So I got on a plane. I remember our flight, hotel, and game tickets were all 750 bucks because we went during hurricane season. So, <laughs> and it was layovers both ways. It's always hurricane season in New Orleans with, uh, what is it? Hurricane over Pat O'Reilly's? Pat- patios. Patios, yeah. <sighs> um, <laughs> I feel, I feel like I, I, dude, I bet you know COVID lived because all you need to do is drink a hurricane because it's the same shit as fucking codeine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, good. Even then, so it's like okay, so that was the one trip I took that year, seven fifty plus whatever I spent down there. That ain't eight thousand dollars. Fucking guarantee you that. Right. So I think the only year I would have even come close to spending eight, which I don't even think I did, would have been last year yeah. with five voucher parties, five weddings, um, hotel. I didn't pay for one of them. Okay, so four hotel stays, five stays for the bachelor parties, four – 
Nope, three flights. I don't even, that's going to be close to eight. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, so now again, to hit that number, you need to average that eight over 8,000 for 12 years. Yeah. No way. There's not a fucking chance. No. Real. If I had to guess knowing that, I don't know, I can do the math really quick, but before I do the math, I'd say probably around like 30,000. Am I since 16? 30,000 by 12 years. That's $2,500 a year. I feel like that's a lot more reasonable. It's getting like, closer. I feel like that's a solid average, right? Because, like, again, when you're 19 to 22, you're not spending $2,000 a year on booze or $2,500 a year on booze. But, like you just said last year, we, we cleared that, we cleared that mark easy. Just in yeah. trips. Yeah, I mean, That's staying crazy. alone. Uh, I have bachelor parties next year. That's insane. Yeah. So I would say probably about 30 grand. Like if I had to put a number, if someone was like, how much money do you think you've spent on alcohol and alcohol-related stuff in your lifetime? I'd say uh, roughly 30 grand. Yeah, and we're, and we're stretching that too. Like stretching that and to include some trips, some bachelor parties, like some shit like that. Right, right. That's what the... Uh, Instructions on clear dick stuck in ceiling fan. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not that much money when you think about it, but it kind of is. Yeah. But again, it's like if you want, like you can spin it, like this is like spin, spin it whichever way you want to. <clears throat> it's like, it's like, oh, well, that's just a lot of money to spend on drinking and drinking related activities. It's like, yeah, but you remember, I did say it was five, like last year specifically was five weddings, five bachelor parties. Right. It's not just the drinking that you do those things for. Right. Right. Yeah. And like I said, too, if you count every single time you go out to dinner and get a drink, every single game you go to, everything. Yeah. So it does add up. All right. Um, you want to wrap this up? We can wrap this up. All right. Jones, you got a final thought? I know what your final thought is, but lay yeah. it on me. So it's been a while since I've been on the podcast and I'm actually about to bring this up, but I think it was on the uh, midday show maybe a month and a half, two months ago now almost. But uh, here's the question. What is the biggest animal you could kill by yourself if you were in a room together? So just bare hands. Bare hands, no weapons, just the shoal fist. What's the biggest animal you could kill by yourself? I don't know, like a fucking squirrel. Like, what am I killing with my bare hands? I feel like I could. I would take my chances with like a dog that was less than 70 pounds. But I mean, like, you could definitely want there's shit. also, this is, there's like a lot of real, there's really a lot of nuance here, right? Like, <clears throat> again, instructions unclear, but like how big of an animal really? It's like, well, there's dogs that are 65 pounds that I think I could take, like I could take down a 60 pound poodle. 
right? Like, so like full, full size poodles get that big, right? They're like 50, maybe, maybe 50, 60 pounds. Um, or like golden retrievers. I could take that down, but like, I can't take down a 70 pound Belgian Malinois, right? Like, no, that's so there's, I also couldn't handle a 40 pound Wolverine. Right. Cause yeah. those things have massive fucking claws, but I could take it, but I could take a 50 pound golden retriever. Yeah. So it's like, like a 20 pound rattler. Like, yeah, I'm not it's living like, through that. There's, there's kind of like levels to it. Really? I said I could, I could probably, I could, I'm fairly, I'm like 70% confident. I can take down a koala. A koala. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucking high as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 70% sure I could take that. Down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because, like, yeah, well, size, you, you, size see, isn't the only factor. No, like, you got to be able to strangle the thing, right? Yeah. Whatever you so do. it's like, how big's a flamingo? <laughs> Canadian goose. I could take down one of those. Oh, those things are assholes. Yeah, I've seen it. I know how to do it. You got to hit it what, really hit hard. In the neck, neck with a golf ball? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just judo chop it in the neck as hard as you can yeah that's why i said flamingo i'm like you could definitely strangle a flamingo yeah <clears throat> but like a turkey they got those fucking talons like if they get you that's it yeah i think i, I could like- take a turkey if it's just one if it's like a flock of turkeys we might have and i and i just have my bare hands my only thing with the might, turkey though might is be a little tough you're up to you're up to chance because again, those those talons are no joke. So if you can avoid the talon, you're probably good. Yeah. But like, if your plan is to string, if your plan is to strangle this thing, and it catches you on the forearm and like rips your entire forearm open, and now you can't use your hand to strangle it, like you're fucked. And like you're gonna probably die a fucking super annoying, super fucking slow, super fucking emasculating way because <laughs> you're just going to bleed out while the thing probably pecks you and gawks at you. <laughs> any, anything with a vulnerable neck. I think the neck yeah. is the, uh, you learn from the lions, right? That's what, when lions take down their predators, they go right for the neck. They don't fuck around. Like yeah. lions don't, they, they don't like play with their shit or like oh, the, chase. They're the, like, the no, only way, the only way I see you killing an animal of any size. I mean, you, okay. So if you grab a squirrel, you can fucking just throw it really hard and probably kill it. But like, that's if you grab it. I just imagine you like taking a crow hop and throwing a fucking squirrel off of a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, other than that, you have to strangle the thing. So it's like, what's got the weakest necks. Yeah. Yeah. It would be birds. turkey, turkey, flamingo goose for reference flamingos grow to three to five feet tall so maybe a flamingo is the biggest animal that i could take down five foot tall flamingo that's pretty tall yeah but they're all legs they're all legs and neck if you can snap their their bodies are okay yeah but they're like i'm thinking i'm thinking for some weight to the thing all you'd have to do is like gator roll their fucking legs and just Cut break the their legs. Yeah. <laughs> their legs, their legs would be mush. And then you just grab them by the neck and snap the neck, break the neck, walk away. Yeah. And I think, I feel like they're pretty docile. Like turkeys are assholes. Yeah. Turkeys are cunts. That's why, like, I don't like, so 
like you're right with like a bird of that type. I just don't I don't know if it's turkey cuz like I think it's something that probably flies because if they fly that's their defense mechanism and they can't fly if you're in the same room with them. So like, what like what, are, can... what are those things that are in like the south near like um ibis? Yeah, like like that or like a heron or something. Like don't don't some of those things get pretty big? Yeah, I think so. Herons, yeah. Yeah, like they, yeah. they get pretty big. So I'm like, it's got. I think it's like a. I think it's like a, a, a flighted bird, like the biggest flighted bird. Because again, I like that's their only defense is to fly away, and they can't. Like yeah. turkeys are ground warriors. They fly out of necessity. They don't fly out of want. Right. And they have some ground game. Yeah. Ibis in a ground game. Okay. What are the ones with the big fucking things? Uh, pelican. Could you take down a pelican? No, pelican's got the big mouth. Yeah. yeah you got thinking of peacock? No, that's what I had the big Oh, big oh mouth. That, 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 was the, that was the big mouth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a universal hand signal for the big the, the mouth, the big thing. Biggest birds. I'm Googling this. It's going to be what the fucking ostrich. Yeah. Uh, ostriches are probably too big. Yeah. I think would definitely fuck you up. Yeah, I think <clears throat> ostriches are too big. Unless you can get it when it's got his head buried in the ground and you can just fucking, again, stomp on its neck really hard. Don't don't, don't think that's happening. <laughs> Largest. So they do. I feel like you have a hard time with a turkey vulture, too, because those talents do not look fun. Yeah, anything with the name vulture... I'm all set. I'm good. I don't. I don't need to be fighting a vulture. <laughs> oh, shit. Most of the big ones don't fly. I don't trust the ones that don't fly. Shit. A swan trumpet trumpeter swan. Stop <laughs> looking at me, swan. It's like thirty-eight pounds. What's this thing? A mute swan can be fifty-one. These aren't real animals. This looks That's like a big swan. Looks like a duck. Condors. Condors, condors are. I'm not. I'm not killing a condor. No way. Not, the neck's not long enough. Yeah. <clears throat> Jones, what did they say on the uh, on the show? What could they take down? Um, I forgot what Zoe said. It was something crazy. It was like a fucking. I think he said like a wolf, like a zebra, like a fox. <laughs> yeah, or something stupid like that. I'm I'm sticking with a like sick coyote. Uh, <laughs> sticking with like a sloth, like a sloth or a koala, or I don't even think I could. I don't even think I could kill a panda because they're big. No, those things. They, those things get big. Yeah, Plus, they can. Are really they, big. They, they're fucking. They'll fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so give me give me a sloth or a koala. I can definitely handle that. I don't even think I can handle a dog. Yeah, docile, docile animal. Yeah, he was on the yeah, Maybe a show dog with papers. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think I think you could handle like a fucking little Maltese. Like I think you can just punt that fucking thing as hard as you could. I wouldn't so feel bad saying- either. Like I'd feel bad <laughs> with like a golden. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would probably cry. Like if crying I'm in the- as you're like, fucking. I'm sorry. <laughs> Remember hey, Dickie? Remember Dickie in the room when he was fucking beating the shit out of Bill? He was like, "I'm sorry, Bill." Oh no, it was you. It was he was beating the shit out of you. He goes, "I'm sorry, yeah, Joe." <laughs> He's like, no, I think it was Andy. It was Andy. No, oh, 
fuck. No, it he was either because he got his finger stuck in the thing. I I, I lassoed Dicky yeah. Dicky's hand, and then I, he was hitting. I thought he was hitting someone with the toilet paper roll thing, like it the middle of the toilet paper. No, remember, remember when he remember when he got the, like the 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 collapsible toilet paper thing in the, the middle, yeah. and he was fucking hitting people like with it, <laughs> like uh, like like overhand with it. That thing that fucking it. hurt. That's when shit was fucking fucked up. Yeah. Because we all tried to help Andy and just no one helped Andy. <laughs> I thought he got you at one point. It was just like, I'm sorry, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, you got a final thought? <laughs> I do. Um so check the mail on Sunday. Had a box addressed to ah. myself. Mm. I didn't order anything. And uh in closing that box, some asshole sent me a bunch of hot sauce. Yes. So hoping that it was like filled with anthrax or something. Um, you know, I you know what I obliged. So this is me. I, I could have texted you, chose not to, just to, chose to handle it myself. <laughs> so I figured. Because you're making this at home, I'm only going to open one at a time. And I'm going to use that one, hopefully over the course of like a week, yeah. um, just because I don't know what the um, shelf life of this stuff is. I also threw it in the fridge, again, because you're not mass producing, you're not using preservatives. I don't know. Most hot sauces, leave it in the fucking cabinet. It's good forever. Right. Maybe it's the same deal. I don't fucking know. This is how I handled the first bottle. Yeah, that's um, fair. So, and I, and that's why I've only opened the one. I didn't do like a flight. I only tasted, uh, I only did the pineapple scotch bonnet, pineapple scotch, scotch bonnet check. You can continue making that and sending it to me. <laughs> yeah. So that is my favorite one. Um, Shit. that, um, fucking good one first that, that yeah. one fucking smacks. Yeah. So that one's good. That's the one that like I wanted to like hitch the wagon to and be because remember I said before, yeah. like I want to do something different. Well, I like, forgot I, I I do forget what we talked about, but I do remember Serrano Chimichurri being like the fucking one we made up on the fly. Yeah. And it, yeah. In my head, I'm thinking, I go, it's a good idea. I just hope it doesn't taste like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Jones actually has used it. Yeah, I tried it last night on some enchiladas and it was fantastic. Okay. It was very, very yeah, yeah. So again, I'm I'm going yeah. I'm going one by one because I don't know. Again, I, I don't know what the supposed or recommended shelf life is. I'm thinking a week is probably fine, um, at minimum. Yeah. So I once you open it, once you open it. So yeah, once you open it, um, I don't know. I've had my bottle going for a little while, but okay. So then it's probably fine because most so, hot sauces you don't need to. Yeah. So the backstory or anything is, and we can get through like all of them, not to hijack your final thought, but they they are my hot. Well, that's sauces. fine. I, I hey seal of <laughs> approval on the fucking pineapple uh pineapple scotch bonnet and yeah. final thought. Um. So the thing with hot sauces, I did some research on them. What what increases their shelf life is a couple things, right? Obviously, a sterile environment. So the each bottle, I boiled the bottle like in boiling water. So I sit it in there for a few minutes, take them out, set them upside down, let the bottle fully dry. It takes like a day or two for the actual for all of the moisture to dry out of the bottle. And then when you 
So that's step one. There's three, three things. The second thing is when you actually make the sauce, you have to boil the sauce. So I create the, whatever it might be, one of the four that I made. Um, and I put it in a, in a saucepan and bring it to a boil and let it like a, like a soft boil, if you will, for like five to 10 minutes, um, just to make sure that it kills any bacteria that might be there or whatever. And then you, um, you put it in the bottle and then tilt it upside down so that the, the boiling liquid touches the cap and then the hotness, uh, like the temperature kills anything that might be on the inside of the cap as well. So then you flip it upside down, whatever. The third thing is, um, the pH level. So everything I was seeing said that you want a pH level below 4.2. So for anyone out there, that's not a chemist, um, or just forgets chemistry class, it needs to be an acid. So the lower the number on the pH, the more acidic it is, the higher the number, the more, uh, base it is or basic. So if you have a pH below 4.2, you boil the sauce and you sterilize the bottle beforehand, you're looking at like months unopened. So it shouldn't be a problem unopened. Um, once it gets opened, I don't know, honestly, yeah. because there are no preservatives. I mean, I've had my bottle open now for probably three weeks. Um, and I haven't died Still yet. Good. So yeah. Have you got the runs yet? Because that, that would be the biggest indicator. <laughs> no. Is that yet. why you let no? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I ate it with dinner. That's weird. <laughs> um no. So so because of that, that being said, the the red sauce, yeah. Um not my favorite. So I I texted Jones this the other day. Jones, I don't know if you tasted it yet or not. I haven't yet. Um <laughs> I really like the thought behind the red sauce. I forget what it is. Something garlic, right? You said like red pepper, red garlic, pepper. I think. Yeah, red pepper, garlic. Um, I really liked the thought behind it, but as I was making it and tinkering, um, I think I need more pepper because that it's just, it looks like a red jalapeno. It might add, there might, if red jalapenos are a thing, they, that might be exactly what they are. Um, but I can think I need be red. I think, I think jalapenos can be red. I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's what they are. Maybe they're just red jalapenos. Um, I think I need more of them. I think I had five and I think I need more to make it more acidic because what I ran into was the pH was too high. So it kept being like, five point something and then like four point something. So I had to add a little bit more vinegar. And for that one, I only used white vinegar. As, as I obviously was explaining to Jones um, before that I didn't want to use something that would change like the flavor profile. Cause I was going for like the garlicky, like onion. I put some onion powder in there like that, like I don't, like I wanted something like different, right? Like like that. And I was nervous that if I used like an apple cider vinegar or like a lemon juice, um, it would change the flavor profile because that's how I brought the um brought the pH down with the other ones. Like the pineapple scotch bonnet, there's 
scotch bonnets, pineapple, um, lemon juice, apple cider vinegar. Um, what else? A little, like a half a tablespoon of cumin. Um, and that might be it. Maybe there's like one other thing. Oh, honey. There's honey in it too. Um, but obviously the apple cider vinegar and the lemon juice are the acidic components, right? And the, um, I think the chimichurri, I use red wine vinegar and lemon juice. And maybe I threw like a splash of apple cider vinegar in there too. So like with the other ones, I was had a couple different ways to get acid, but I had a very specific flavor that I was going for with like the, the jalapeno garlic. And I didn't want like lemon juice to like overpower. You know what I mean? Like it, because I felt like that would have been weird. Like a jalapeno garlic lemon. Like what am I getting a hint of lemon in this? Like what it, you know? Yeah, I guess so it just depends on how much it comes through. Yeah. So unfortunately, the the red sauce is a little too vinegary for my liking. Um, but it's a work in progress. So. I actually bought a pork butt for the uh, pineapple scotch bonnet hot sauce for Oh, let's fucking go. I will report back. Yeah, and then so then last week. Uh, market basket or whenever I made the second batch, uh, market basket didn't have scotch bonnets. They only had habaneros. So I made the pineapple habanero one, which yeah. again, still different because most of the time you get like a, a mango, mango habanero. habanero. I don't like mangoes. I think mangoes fucking suck. So, you know, something you suck. You're right. I do. <laughs> I like, man- I like mangoes though. I kind of like the angle of like the fruit like the fruit hot sauce. I don't know why. Like for some reason, like that, that pineapple scotch bonnet, like really fucking knock my socks off. But I'm wondering like low what carb else? strawberry beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll report back. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go again. I'm just going to just because maybe I'll crack another one open. I don't know. The chimichurri one is very good. I had it on enchiladas last night. Very good. We'll see. I'll report back. Yeah. Cunty Chris is like, oh, thanks for sharing with me. I'm like, fuck you. I haven't even gotten through my shit. So I might just give him like the ass end of the bottle or something. Like, here <laughs> yeah, you here you fuck. go. <laughs> here you go, fucking asshole. Um, all right. Let's see. For my final thought, um, what do we got here? They, oh, I'll go with, um, they're bringing back uh, Black Mirror for season six. So for what seems like an eternity since the last season. So I actually went back and looked. They did release a season five in 2019. So like just before COVID. However, season five was only three episodes. And then the year before that was 2018, which was the Bandersnatch movie that they put out, which was a fucking dud. That was the worst. That was a dud. That was that was bad. So fucking stupid. Um, so we haven't gotten like a real full season of Black Mirror, I think since 2016 was season four. Um, so it's been seven years since since we've had like some good black mirror and like the early, like the first four seasons were great. 
Um, season five, I think, was like fine. Wait, no. What are they on? Season six? No, season five was the one that was only three episodes. Well, yeah, and I think it was fine. But it was like, okay, that's it. Like this, that's it. I remember one of them, Miley Cyrus was in was in one of the episodes. Um, but like, I can't tell you anything else about it. It's like the, those are the last three episodes we've had, but like, I can remember the other episodes that came out in like 2015 through 16, 14, 15, 16. That was like the chip in the brain, the, um, to see memories. And then there was the other one that was like the mom could control the daughter, what she saw, like parental vision, like all those, like, I remember all of those, like those ones were great. The I think the very first episode they ever put out was the, the British prime minister had to like fuck a pig on live air. Um, fantastic show. Like I've loved the old black mirror. Um, but like I said, I feel like we haven't gotten like anything good from them in seven years. So I guess we'll see. Um, I think it's coming out later i want to say later this month um maybe it's later this this year i didn't realize that show was that old yeah so the very first i think the first two seasons were broadcast on british tv in like 2012 and then it like never went anywhere like i think the first season was only like four episodes the second season was like six episodes and then it just kind of like sat somewhere and then Netflix bought it, put it on obviously its platform and then it got popular almost probably I would imagine by accident and then Netflix created seasons three and four and then they did the movie which sucked and then season five in 2019 which was only three episodes um and now we're finally getting season six so like i said it was a good show in its heyday um the first four seasons were were phenomenal if you've never watched it i highly recommend it i might go back and watch a couple of them because it's again they came out in you know between 2012 and 2016 and um i'm curious to see like how accurate they got. They actually had the robot dogs in one of their episodes. I think it was like season three. So that would have been like, I don't know, maybe 2014. And um, now we actually have these robot dogs running around, you know, almost 10 years later. So there's a lot of stuff that like they kind of predicted. Oh, there was one of them was like a social credit score. And now China actually does have a social credit score program. So it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of spooky. It's kind of creepy, um, but they're really good. So they got inside, it's insider info. <clears throat> yeah. They're, it's like uh, the, the writers for the Simpsons, they're time travelers. <laughs> they already know what's happening, man. <laughs> so hopefully season six doesn't suck, but we'll see, I guess. Uh, so I believe that's going to do it. So, uh, thank you guys for watching. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, hit that subscribe button up there or over there, wherever it is. Um, like rate review, wherever you're listening. If you're an audio only guy, uh, tell everybody, you know, about the show, 
uh, spread the word. I think it's uh, Spotify and Apple. You can leave a review. So please do that. Uh, that helps uh, other people find the show and grow everything organically. Um, big shout out to like basically everyone that listens to the show, I guess. There's like a pretty big spike so far this month. I don't know what it is, but um, shout out to all you guys. There's We got people in Texas, California, um, all over. I think Georgia, Florida, Pennsylvania, Illinois. Uh, a bunch of international people too that Singapore, whoever is in Singapore is still going strong. A um, bunch of people in Germany now. So I forget I forget where else. There's a couple more internationals. So uh, shout out to all you guys. Keep uh, keep telling everybody you know about the show. <clears throat> um, what else we got? Oh, we got some sponsors. Uh, so you can go to moonbrew.com and use the promo code Jared16159. Uh, and that will get you 10% off of your uh, order at Moonbrew every single time you check out over there. Uh, and then you can go to grillyourassoff.com uh, and use the promo code SarcasmPod to get 10% off there as well every single time you check out. Uh, Multi-use coupons there. And then lastly, we have mybookie.com. You can go over there and use the same promo code SarcasmPod to double your first deposit up to 1000 bucks. So until next time, good night, everybody. Oh, yeah. And uh, go to the merch store. I didn't do the social medias. Fuck. Uh, Instagram, sarca at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Twitter, Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook, Sarcasm Speaks. Website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Go to the merch store. Buy some merch. There's the coaster. You can get it through the merch store. Go buy it now. Until next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>